Hello, my name is Adam Eason and welcome to episode 61 of Hypnosis Weekly. Hello there, Hypnosis friends, and a very warm welcome to Hypnosis Weekly. Once again, in my own highly biased opinion, I think I have a metaphysical, super sensational show lined up for you today. Yes, indeed, my hypnotherapy training college had its annual Christmas party this very week. And in addition to all the usual hijinks and shenanigans, we did a mannequin challenge hypnotherapist's style. There's spoon bending, catalepsy, and me conducting a Star styled Sith choke to the cameraman for added comedic effect. I'll put a link to the clip, uh, the YouTube clip, over at this episode's page on the podcast website for you to have a chuckle at if you'd like. In a short while, I'll be sharing with you an interview with my guest Ina Alström. Then I'll be looking at the hypnosis in the news stories, examining the media where hypnosis is featured, offering up some personal subjective commentary on the ways hypnosis gets portrayed in the media. I'll also comment on some of the content of those stories. We then return with our professional discussion with my guest Ina Alström. We'll be talking about quantum physics and what it actually has to do with hypnosis. We'll round things off with this week's hypnosis evidence base factoid before I bid you farewell for another week. As I said at the beginning of every Hypnosis Weekly episode, this podcast is something that I want to encompass a feeling of embracing diversity, celebrating the field of hypnosis and encouraging friendly, professional, enjoyable discussion and debate, as well as doing its best to inform and educate. I do not share the same stance as most of our guests and at times have major differences in approach and leaning, but all are incredibly lovely people who I'd happily talk with until late in the pub, and all of whom, following their time here on Hypnosis Weekly, I have a great deal of respect for. If you have questions, queries, thoughts or feedback, do get in touch via the Hypnosis Weekly website. All the references made in the discussions, along with related links, are posted at each episode on the website www.hypnosis-weekly.com. That's hypnosisweekly with a hyphen in the middle dot com. You can add your thoughts, comments, make any suggestions there too. Please do share this podcast on Facebook, Twitter and anywhere else to help us reach more of the hypnosis community. It's greatly appreciated. And if you enjoy the podcast, then please do go give us a favourable rating over at iTunes. I'll be a BFF if you do. So first of all, today is this week's interview. I met Ina, um, Ina Alström, this week's guest at the UK Hypnosis Convention. Our paths had crossed uh, online prior to then. We were unable to talk for long, uh, sadly, but we touched base uh, while she was in the middle of her busy training schedules recently. She trains in Europe and in Kenya, where she lives much of the year as well. Um, I caught up with her while she was at home in Holland. And I have to tell you that when we spoke off air and the cameras were on, Ina was wearing a wonderfully sparkly festive jumper. I think you should imagine and think about that while listening to her, especially as this is going live at Christmas time. So for now, get comfy, my friends. Turn up the volume, sip on your tea. Enjoy this week's interview. <music> Thank you. 
So, as I've just been discussing, I am delighted to be joined on Hypnosis Weekly this time out by the one and only Ina Alström. Ina, welcome to Hypnosis Weekly. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Um, so, let's let's learn a little bit about you. Um, um, tell me, how did how did you get into this field? What's your background, and how have you arrived at where you are now? Now, first of all, I have a very broad interest in almost anything that's going on in the world. <laughs> and uh, because of that, I used to uh, go to the library, read a lot of books on different topics. And one day I got hold of a book and um, I don't think it's there in English. It, it is basically from a German person. Yeah. And uh, it is the... Um, a book by Werner G. Meinhold, Spectrum der Hypnose, and it's in, in Dutch and in Spanish. Yeah. And it is a, that person explained a lot about uh, hypnosis, not only that, he pointed out to the uh, scientific backgrounds of it, and it, it, it triggered me a lot. And it, it always remained with me. Now, um, there was a time that I felt I had to do something about my health. It was like my tummy was always giving a little bit of problems, um, something like uh, symptoms like an irritable bowel syndrome. Yes. Really diagnosed, but I felt I need to do something with stress. So I looked. I tried to look for a training for self-hypnosis. I could only find a seven-day training to become a hypnotherapist. I thought, well, following the training, my self-hypnosis will be okay. I didn't really believe I could work with hypnosis after that, but it was just the way around. And um, I really fell for hypnosis. And then I found out that in Florida, D-Land, there is one of the very well-known hypnotherapists called Gerald Kine. Mm -hmm. And I decided to fly there to, to really have a thorough training, which is also very brief, but it's known as one of the best. And uh, I'm, after that, I'm really hooked. But if you look at my background, I have a lot of uh, experience uh, uh, in the corporate uh, world. Uh, I have, uh, I've done university management uh, studies. Right. So, and uh, I did a lot of other things. I was involved with websites, with making videos, and all these talents now, they are all brought together in my work as, uh, as a trainer for uh, hypnosis, for the Omni Hypnosis Training Center, and I also do therapy. Yeah, great. Great. So, so we're, we're going to explore that a little bit more um, shortly as well. But um, wh where are you at with regards to hypnosis? Then, how do you how do you define hypnosis? How do you explain hypnosis to your clients or students? Or or if if someone someone corners you in the kitchen at a party, um, um, how do you explain it to them? How did you arrive at that definition? Well, we have a working definition, uh, which is works rather well yeah. and that is um, <clears throat> the passing of the critical factor through which acceptable selective suggestions and ideas 
can be established. Yeah, yeah. Um, enabling uh, enabling change, but of course I know that there is re really at the moment not a definition, a general worldwide accepted definition on hypnosis, and I'm really wondering if that will be possible because what we have to take into consideration is consciousness, and mm. consciousness is really there is a lot to study about. And I also take into consideration the quantum physics. And mm. um, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And we're going to be talking about that in, in a bit more detail later on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, so, so you mentioned, um, you mentioned the original book that introduced you that you found. Um, and you mentioned Gerald Kine and, um, and his, his original course. Um, um, yeah. um, can you tell us about any other major influences in the field or books or authors that have taught you the most or teachers that have been most influential upon you and your career and the reasons why? That's all right. Yeah, people who, who are more knowledgeable about uh, hypnosis, uh, they will know the book Hypnotherapy by Dave Elman. Yeah. That is really a classicer. But uh, it's not only the books on hypnosis that trigger me and there are very many good books at the moment, but I also explore um, the side fields. And one of the authors I find interesting is uh, Daniel Benor. Yeah. And uh, also to give you another uh, example is like um, uh, Explain Pain from an MD called Butler. And he has co-authors who explain the mechanism about uh, how pain uh, is evolved in the brain mm. and that gives very nice clues how, how we can work uh, with hypnosis to uh, eliminate or reduce pain yeah yeah wow um um i you know i i love hearing about um, um about those kinds of applications of hypnosis and um um tell me throughout throughout the years that you've been teaching and working and exploring um, these fields in uh, um, what has been one of the most impressive applications of hypnosis that you've directly witnessed well I think what is very important is the proof is in eating the pudding yeah. sometimes I just see on Facebook uh, remarks I just solved the problem of a smoker tonight hmm. then I'm just like uh, well let's wait uh, three months or half a year yeah exactly um, uh, but um, uh, I have beautiful testimonials on my website. Uh, they are in Dutch, but of course we now have uh, translate machines. So mm. that's, that's if people are interested, they can see that. One of my first cases that, that is always staying with me is from Sim is, uh, a woman called Simona. Mm. who had a very big fear of the dentist. And uh, that uh, that fear was so tremendous that she has had bowel problems uh, at uh, being at uh, the dentist office. And in one session, we were able to find the cause of her distress and to teach her how to uh, reduce, uh, eliminate the pain, so that she could have the treatment without local anesthesia. Yeah. So, but I also had uh, a lady, she had to have um, 
the removal of um, this device in the womb. How do you call that in English? Um, uh, to prevent uh, becoming pregnant. Right. Yes. Yes. And but it was grown in, so it 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 would not be a very nice experience. So uh, and there was an emotional thing attached. So we did that in one session. Uh, teaching her self-hypnosis so that she could uh, dissociate from the pain uh, and also removing the the negative experience so that there would be no emotional attachment anymore for this procedure. Another thing is what is so beautiful working with small children. I had um, a little girl bedwetting and a lot of anger in her life. And then in one session, I was able to self-empower her. And the, 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 the mother sent me an email. I, um, the bed wedding stopped. And I have back my, my little girl. She's a happy girl again. So, and, yeah. Yeah, so I have many of these testimonials. And it, Lovely. It, it's really very happy making if you can help people in such a way. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, I um, um, it, it's wonderful to hear those kinds of things. Um, if you could go back to when you started out in this field, when you started out as a, as a hypnotherapist um, and, and knowing what you know now, um, is there anything that you would do differently? And if so, would you share that with us? And, and is there any advice that the person that you are today would give to that younger you and um would you would you extend and share that advice uh with our with our listeners today well basically uh i think um i now had two hypnosis education i think uh going to the the omni hypnosis training in the first place would have been enough but that is the problem for many people so there is a lot of choice and what training center do you select and you are more wiser when you come back from the market yeah. perhaps starting younger but that's not true also because I bring with me so much knowledge life knowledge and everything yeah. It feels just like I'm now here at at the right moment in time. So, and I feel very privileged that I'm doing this and that I came to know hypnosis and hypnotherapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, now then, in a short while, we are going to talk about. I mean, you you made reference there when you were speaking about the the, the girl um, um, that you helped with bedwetting, and you talked about you know you that you you helped self empower um, her, and, and and you made reference to uh, earlier on in our discussion to quantum physics, and we're gonna we're gonna discuss both of those topics in in a lot more detail shortly. Um, for now, though, you know where can people go? to learn more about your work, to learn more about your approach to hypnosis? Um, well, my website is hypnosementor.nl. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to have a link to that website, hypnosementor.nl, um, um, at this page on, on, the, uh, on the podcast website. Yes, and I have written a book, uh, Hypnosis, the Key to Self-Empowerment, and I have a website... That is called the same with dot com. Great, great. Um, hypnosis the key to self empowerment dot com. 
Yes. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, Inna, thank you very much for that. We will be back with Inna Elstrom in just a few minutes' time. I really enjoyed that. We'll be back with Ina later on. On to this week's hypnosis in the news then. I've got two very particular success stories to share with you this week that have been in the media. And the first one uh, was published in the Irish Mirror um, entitled Irish Mum Tells How Hypnosis Helped Her Shed a Massive Five Stone in Less Than a Year. And this is a story about Sharon Gill who lost five stone of weight. And the second story is entitled Veg Phobic Mum with Crippling Fear of Healthy Food Cured by Hypnosis. And this was a lady, Victoria Reynolds, down in Cornwall, um, who who had hit 19 stone after existing on a diet of just yellow, white and brown food. And these were, were, were and, and have been wonderful success stories with great outcomes. Um, but these, even though these are great success stories, I'm not actually commenting on on them today in any depth the, the actual content of the stories you know I'm sharing them it's the end of the year and um, I thought it would be a lovely thing to do at Christmas to, to have these kind of success stories shared um, um, but I just wanted to make a brief comment really one of my main concerns with these types of stories is typically and usually those of you that, that listen regularly will recognize that um, I, I, I just like to highlight and cite the way that hypnosis gets explained and conceptualized within these stories very often it tends to perpetuate a lot of myth and creates a lot of false expectations that I believe can create problems for our field of hypnotherapy not always but on occasion however today I just wanted to question um, just briefly the notion that was raised by quite a, prior, a high profile hypnotherapist recently online who also advises many hypnotherapists on ways to develop their businesses and this individual recommended um that what this, feels this field of hypnotherapy requires is not in actual fact more evidence or science to support what we do, but on the contrary, it needed more case studies and success stories in the media to really advance this field. Now, I can absolutely see the virtues in success stories. You know, they're great publicity. However, are they always a true representation of what actually happens within the field? All hypnotherapists are not the same. We do not offer the same solutions or approaches. We, we have differing nuances and ways of getting results. And I think that especially with many of the gimmicky approaches and techniques that are used by frontline hypnotherapists, the reality is that the success is not always um, like that, which is getting portrayed in the media. You know, the media print impressive success stories. But do we really know if this is a correct representation of the field in general and what the contributing factors were, for examples? Um, um, in studies and research, extenuating variables do get taken into account. And when this is shared with the public, I think it offers a more accurate picture and representation of what can be done within our field. I don't think it should be poo-pooed. You know, that's just my opinion. It's a much lengthier, robust debate that I'm offering here today. But I simply wanted to raise that debate for you to consider as a result of... Um, um, uh, as a result of listening to this podcast. You know, I'm all for success stories. I love sharing them and I love them being featured in the media. Um, links to these media stories are listed under this week's podcast entry over at www.hypnosis-weekly.com. And if any of you heard uh, puppies uh, snapping and uh, 
and barking in the background. That's because, yes, the puppy, the Eason family puppy, has escaped and is currently uh, scratching against my doors, my windows, and barking at the same time. And I, I, I you know, it's, it's, it's close to me switching off for Christmas, so I'm not going to go back and re record that. Anyway, links to these media stories, like I said, listed on the website. Next up, we have this week's professional discussion then, and I welcome back Ina Alström in her recent book published with a couple of impressive colleagues. When, when I was researching Ina and her work for the show, I noticed that, that her book um, had a section entitled Quantum Physics and Hypnosis and a subheading asking the question, what has quantum physics got to do with hypnosis? I thought this is a subject we've not covered on the show. And I asked Ina if I could follow that same line of inquiry here on the Hypnosis Weekly podcast. And she was delighted to do so. And that's what we discuss here. Um, um, so here is this week's professional discussion with Ina Ulström. Um, enjoy. And it'll be free from uh, free from uh, public barking because this was recorded a little while ago. So I'm rejoined um, with Ina Ustrom um, again now and um, we're going to be talking about self-empowerment and touching upon quantum physics in a short while. Um, first of all, Ina, when when we talk about self empowerment, just tell me a little bit about about what you mean by that. And um, for those people listening, so that we're not just sort of guessing and 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 the, what what do we mean when we're talking about self empowerment in this context? Well, there are a lot of levels you can look at it. Yeah. And, um, uh, the first level is that uh, stress is. Um, and more and more research shows shows that uh, a major contributor to mental and physical problems. Yeah. So, and uh, by reducing stress factors, we can take better care of ourselves. And we have a lot of techniques that can help cope us with uh, stress. Uh, however, um, if you are taught self hypnosis, I call that um, the fast track way to deep mental and physical relaxation relaxation there are other methods but this one is very very fast very easy it's not easy to teach yourself perhaps it works with an, an audio from a book it will be almost impossible i would say the reason is when you give yourself instructions you have to use your critical analytical thinking and that suppresses uh, the hypnosis state to, to become empowered. So uh, when somebody guides you the first time, a trigger can be installed. Another, right. thing, yes. is, <clears throat> another thing is that um, people um, and many people are bothered with old emotions, small things, uh, uh, can be major things. Um, just like macros or programs that run automatically and it's like they have no hold on it hypnotherapy can just help to find the cause and help eliminate these old triggers that's another form of self uh, empowerment because the moment you feel better life is more easy to deal with mm. 
I feel another very important part of the work is also uh, helping people to get rid of feelings of anger because anger, people hurt you, people hurt you multiple times, but the moment you get stuck in this feeling, you are hurting yourself, you're keeping it alive yourself. So that's, and in hypnotherapy, we have beautiful techniques that make it a little bit more easy to deal with it. And next to that, I think it's very important that um, people help themselves to start uh, loving themselves and feeling themselves very valuable at a very deep level. And that, is, that has nothing to do with an egoistical self-love. It, it means that you truly value yourself so that yeah. you no longer need to grab uh, things from the environment to find yourself important. And I think uh, helping people in this process can really help making creating a better world <laughs> because uh, um, a lot of things are driven now by um, by ego by getting yourself uh, important because something is lacking inside that's a very personal opinion so mm. I'm aware of that but I feel that um, helping people in this process is really uh it, it empowers them a lot yeah 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 i appreciate that and so and so combining hypnosis with this with this sense of self-empowerment self-empowerment is something that that the, the, the client the recipient is, is learning how to do um and and so there's also within within your book um hypnosis and self empowerment um um you also make reference to just as you did earlier on in our interview with regards to hypnosis and quantum physics um um now before before i ask that question you know what what's what's quantum physics got to do with hypnosis could you just explain for us first of all what, what what are we talking about when we're talking about quantum physics well quantum physics is one of the branches of natural science that tries to explain the behavior of the building blocks that make up our reality yeah. such as atoms electrons and smaller particles and this science is already 100 years old and it has very important findings and really we did not implement yet the full impact of quantum physics if you know that if you look at an atom one of the it's not the smallest particle but it is just the, an important building block yeah. then only one tenth million can be considered as matter the mm. rest of the atom is intelligent space so what what does that tell us if you look at your table one tenth million is supposed to be the matter and the rest not so i i should be able to push my hand through it yeah but I cannot now what they are suggesting is that it might be, and I'm a bit careful, but perhaps uh, um, 
a physicist is is more strong in the statements, but I'm I'm not so. I, I, I'm a bit careful, but sure. they they think there are some people who say is our consciousness the driving force to realize the material world. Right. That that is that is really very much intriguing. And why do I find this uh, important? There is another aspect of quantum physics, and that is really astounding. When a researcher in a laboratory is studying the state of an atom, the state changes because of the attention of the researcher. Right. Uh, that that is that is really amazing. It changes just just because it's being paid attention to. Yes. Yeah. So th that is really amazing. I, I, I've got to be honest. I'm the same, Inna. I, I change massively when when someone's paying attention to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, but some from something that is supposed to be matter. That's yeah. that yeah. that is that's weird. That's we cannot put our mind behind that. Yeah, so absolutely. Think, yeah. So uh, and also we have the the slit experiment and the slit experiment. Um, well, um, that shows that um, that uh, a particle can be at a certain at certain places at more than one place at the same time. And, and now you need really an expert to uh, to explain that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there are possibilities. Um, so, and what is now the importance uh, with regards to hypnosis? Well, if we work with consciousness, and if we somehow create our our world with consciousness, it opens the way to to really. Um, have the idea that more is possible. You know, before I started working with hypnosis and hypnotherapy, I had no idea that our brain is capable of eliminating pain. Yeah. No idea at all. And sure. now for me, it is very normal. I know somebody has to train me because they have to pass my critical factor so that this suggestion is established because otherwise I just reject it but if you work with a child and you say hmm it, it, the child has some some hurt you say let mom let me give you a kiss and the pain goes away and it truly goes away because yeah. there is not yet that critical factor that rejects this suggestion mm. yeah yeah um, um, oh. um, I you're getting my point. So I think the moment we all come uh, in that we, and the belief system is also important with regards to this, because if we do not believe something, we just reject it. Yeah. And uh, hypnosis helps to uh, extend the things that are possible with our brain. And, uh, and even we don't need to believe in hypnosis and then it works. But um, I think, uh, like the author Bruce Lipton and more, they show yeah. the, the 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 big importance of the belief system, and also studies of placebo effect. They also show that there is a consciousness that comes into play for healing. 
yeah yeah absolutely um, um, um and so and so how does this how do you take something which initially i consider to be um um you know initially quite theoretical so 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 how do you then take something such as these the, these levels of self self empowerment and the relationship that it has with um with with quantum physics as you present in your book um um and 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 you know that 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 working itself into belief how does that then translate into sort of real life applications that you can use as as a therapist as a teacher and so on um well it does not yet translate um per se in techniques i think what is needed that we need to expand um, the way we think about consciousness. So I want to contribute in that respect. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, so consciousness is, is, that's that's such a challenging and such a sophisticated and comprehensive area to study and, and want to know more about. Um, um, yeah, I, I think you and I, you and I said that off air together. You know, um, consciousness is is one of those subjects that's really challenging. Um, um, to... What is important in this respect, and then I would like to point out the book of Joe Vitale at Zero. Do you know it? It's about the ancient Onoponopono from Hawaii. Yeah. They have also these beautiful healing systems, and he says there are. Um, four stages of development of people you start with victimhood so you and and that's what we sometimes see in our practice people who who blame all the outside world for their misery then we have another group who feel more empowered who are busy like um i have to do something i i i have to be active in in uh, healing myself or in changing um, my problems. And you have people who, who are uh, going with the flow, I call it. So they, they just follow their intuition, their inspiration. So they are less hindered by external influences. And you get the fourth, fourth stage. It's like awakening, like being the Buddha. So yeah. I've I'm a long way from there, of course. But what I think is if the idea about consciousness and quantum physics helps people to be more active in um, in um, in their own healing, in their own changing of sometimes you need to change the environment you live in. Sometimes um, you need to find the right way to to get a mental or a physical healing, then that's that's important. Uh, I think we we have to be active and just not waiting for for things that come our, on our path. So that's that's one of the driving uh, inspirations behind uh, why I wrote this, this book together with my co-authors, of course, and um, I- integrating the quantum physics into it. Yeah, 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 and and um, um, I, I know related to that, you know, you made the reference earlier that um, obviously some of the some of the quantum physics is 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 related to and influences belief, and um, um, that, 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 that there's a role to our belief system within all of this. 
um, I, and I know that there's a that there's a section um, um, where you also talk, therefore, about taking responsibility for for your own life, and and is that ultimately what we're talking about here with regards to self empowerment? That um, um, you, you know we we have a we have an underlying understanding or an underlying highlighting of some of the mechanisms of what go what's going on but that ultimately we're learning and we're being taught the skills of how to take responsibility for ourselves yeah yeah i think that this is very important and now i um one of my works is that i just uh, work out new master classes i'm i'm always studying techniques and one of the very difficult subjects I took upon me because of something I engaged in my personal life. So I worked out um, a masterclass on working with people who have uh, cancer and who have serious illnesses. And one of the things you see uh, when people get uh, the message about their illness, it's so disempowering. And exactly the moment then they, they need to take very important decisions about their life it's it's like it's like a very devastating message that disempowers them so um i find it very important to, to help people to get more empowered that they can listen more neutral and some of the words uh, are very toxic spoken by uh, doctors, nurses, uh, relatives, family, because they did not follow a training in how powerful words can be. And um, so you can teach people how, how they can be more become more neutral to toxic words. Uh, so um, and that is empowerment. And, and so there are many levels to 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 help people empower. I find the beauty not to see people like many, many sessions. No, help them as much as you can to help themselves. So I, I do not like the term healer. Uh, people have the inner healing system and sometimes they just need a little bit help or a little bit more help. But basically they do it themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that idea. I like, um, you know, for me, for me, a central part of my work, for example, is it, well, it, it, it's even a goal of mine within within the vast majority of sessions that I put together with for, for my clients is the development of self-efficacy. And so it, it, it always um, 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 it always strikes a good chord with me whenever anybody talks about being able to to take responsibility for oneself and and deliver self-empowerment and also that hypnosis can be a tool to help with that because I think a lot of people perceive hypnosis as something that um, is very much always you, you know the powerful figure within hypnosis is the person almost wielding it um, and so it's lovely to hear it put in the context of self-empowerment and being able to take responsibility for oneself yes. um, 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 and there's there's a wide wide range of applications for for the 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 approach to hypnosis um um that you've spoken about pretty much everything that people would typically apply with hypnosis are all things that that this particular approach can encompass as well would i be right in saying that 
Yeah, well, the beauty is I think we are one of the rare um, uh, professions yeah. that we yeah. can cover almost any uh, layer of society. We can we can work in education, health, um, mental, physical, uh, also in the beauty, charisma, uh, lost objects. It is so vast, and that is so special, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and in the book, what what we did in the book, and I was supported uh, by um, Vijay Sharma. He's the physicist who wrote about quantum physics, and we combined that with uh, hypnosis. But Simona Linsken, she's also the co-author. Yeah. She is doing her PhD research on medical hypnosis, and a lot of the information in the book uh, is um, that is gathered with scientific research so that people can just also see the, the validity of our work. And I think a lot of books are written for hypnotherapists and I found it more important that the general public becomes aware of um, instead of the the ancient idea that the, what you just say, the hypnotist is taking control, it is truly the opposite. And um, this book also explains that, of course, there there is a form of hypnosis that is used. We call it waking hypnosis. And that is used in marketing, in politics. And if people become aware, that in itself is very much empowering. But um, going to a hypnotherapist and, and having a, a, a session that can be so much empowering, completely the opposite of what many people who are not uh, versed in hypnosis think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, um, you know, it's lovely to hear you talking about that and lovely to... Um, to see you incorporating, you know, other authors with these with these specialist um, um, underpinning fields um, um, and contributing to your work. Um, um, so people that want to go and learn more about this particular um, approach and uh, um, the book Hypnosis is the Key to Self-Empowerment, um, you can go and track that down. Um, 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 on on Ina's website, or alternatively, um, um, there's a there's a there's a website specifically for the book, of which um, we'll have links to both of those websites over at this episode's page uh, on the Hypnosis Weekly website. Um, Ina, thank you so much for coming and joining me on the show and uh, giving so generously on this subject. Yeah, well, it, it is really a great honor and I, I love your work. Uh, I think we are very much in line with each other. Uh, the passion uh, for, um, for helping people to find their way to, to things that empower themselves. So it's, it was a big pleasure talking to you and I, I hope we stay in touch. We certainly shall do. So there we go, some Hypnosis Weekly podcast, Uncharted Waters, getting explored there. There's a link to Ina's website on this episode's page at the Hypnosis Weekly website. On to our evidence-based hypnosis factoid of the week. 
And uh, this is regarding a controlled trial that compared the efficacy of an analgesic cream, that's a eutectic mixture of local anaesthetics, um, or EMLA as it's referred to, um, with a combination of EMLA with hypnosis. Um, and this was um, um, applied with regards to the relief of lumbar puncture-induced pain and anxiety in paediatric cancer patients, uh, patients aged 6 to 16 years. And the study was entitled Randomized Clinical Trial of Local Anesthetic versus a Combination of Local Anesthetic with Self-Hypnosis in the Management of Pediatric Procedure-Related Pain. This is a 2006 study by Leossi, White and Hatira that featured in the Health Psychology Journal. And results confirmed that patients in the local anesthetic plus hypnosis group reported less anticipatory anxiety and less procedural related pain and anxiety than the control group and the EMLA only group. Um, and, you know, it's one of the most painful procedures a child can have um, medically, um, a lum lumbar puncture. You know, go, go and research it. You'll find out about it um, if you're unaware. And, you know, it's wonderful to think that hypnosis can help with that. Full study details can be found over at this episode's page of the Hypnosis Weekly website. There's a link to that study. So that's it for this week's 61st edition. I do have many more exciting guests that are welcome to Hypnosis Weekly in coming weeks too. We'll be discussing, de debating, celebrating and above all, remaining friends. To repeat, all the references made in the discussions along with related links are posted at each episode uh, on the Hypnosis Weekly website, www.hypnosis.com. Hypnosis-weekly.com. My guest next time out is hypnotherapist and specialist with working with uh, people diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome um, in his capacity as a hypnotherapist, Paul Hughes. Um, and we're going to be talking about that. It, it, it is fascinating stuff. You'll thoroughly enjoy it. I absolutely welcome your thoughts, comments, suggestions and questions. Do please message me or add them on the Hypnosis Weekly website. I'll make sure they are addressed, answered and explored accordingly. Please do share this podcast on Facebook, Twitter and anywhere else really help us reach the hypnosis field. Thanks again to Ina Alstrom and my thanks to you for tuning in. And, you know, that's not enough, is it? Hold on a moment there, Adam. Um, um, this is going to be the last episode of this particular year. With that in mind, I just want to offer up a huge thanks. You know, I want to thanks, thank um, um, all those of you that have studied with me in the past year, those of you who have supported what we do here and, and this college, those of you who tune in to the blogs and, and, and these podcasts that we offer here, um, all those of you that have connected um, with what we do here in some way. It's a real honour to have connected with so many utterly wonderful and special people in the hypnosis and hypnotherapy field this year. So thank you. Thank you. I wish you and your loved ones a truly magnificent festive season. We'll see you on the other side. My name is Adam Eason. This has been Hypnosis Weekly. Until next time, goodbye for now. Mm -hmm.